Welcome back to Consuming the Craft podcast at Asheville Balcom Technical Community College. Your guest today being hosted by me, Puff. See, I screw it up every time. Kim, you're back from the North Carolina (laughs) Craft Beverage Museum. You've been here a couple times before, I think. We've talked about the museum. You have a ton of updates because you've been behind the scenes working due diligent with all of the folks that have been helping you. Uh, That being said, spearheading the North Carolina Craft Beverage Museum, you have two new exhibits, a third one in potential. You have a traveling exhibit. Talk to me. Tell me all about the stuffs. (laughs) Oh, man. Where to begin? Yeah. It's a really unique model for a museum, first of all. It is. It's a unique model. So um, a lot of times when we think of museums, we think of just, you know, this one building with a bunch of exhibits in that one building where the collections are housed and all the staff. Um, Our model is um, a hub and spoke model. And we are really starting with the spokes. So eventually we still do want to have a small space where people would start, um, but really serving more as almost a visitor's bureau, CVB for local craft beverages. So um, the idea is that we want to promote what our state is making and the history behind it, but what they're making now. So we've partnered with local beverage producers. um, And instead of us having our own space, we are setting up in their spaces. So we are putting permanent exhibits into their spaces and partnering with them on programming um, and really running that side of museum um, through, through their spaces. So we don't have our own permanent space, if that makes sense. Um, It makes sense to me because I've seen the exhibits, but (laughs) so you're saying I go into a bar and there's a museum exhibit. Pretty much. Yeah. So (laughs) it's it's actually really, it's really cool. Yeah. You get to, and the fun thing about it is, is you get to go to a bunch of places as opposed to one place. Right. So there's this kind of interactive movement that you see and you get to go to another place and experience another story and uh, you get to drink more cocktails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and you can drink, you can literally consume artifacts while you are Consuming. learning. Consuming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, um, one of our first exhibits that we just opened um, last year was with, in partnership with Plebe Urban Winery mm-hmm. uh, here in Asheville. And they opened a new space downtown on Page Avenue called the Aventine Wine Bar. It's a cool little joint. I it's like it. It's a great little spot. And in the back, they set aside a whole um, space room almost for us and you walk in there and um, you've got an exhibit on wine in North Carolina so the nice thing is you can go there and you can get a glass of wine from Plebe um, made with all local um, North Carolina grapes and then you drink your wine and you learn about how North Carolina was the number one producer of wine in the country in the 1800s so it's pretty cool and the mother vine saved grapes all over the planet exactly after we brought the disease back to anyway <laughs> yeah let's let's not let's not point fingers at this point it's a whole thing right across the hall basically is cultivated cocktails and we've mm-hmm. partnered with them i say we as because i'm on the board mm-hmm. i mean truth be told kind of a big i don't do anything you do all the work don't i'm not here to bullshit anybody <laughs> <laughs> so cultivated cocktails right across the hall. We have a spirits, yep. basically uh, exhibit as well. 
Yeah. So um, that one opened um, recently. So that was the second one in our series. It's on uh, spirits in North Carolina, and it's pretty heavily focused on moonshine. Which Um, has a storied history in the state, let's be honest. It does. It really does. And that exhibit only touches the surface. Like, I mean, these exhibits, we spent a long time researching and had to cut so much text. It's always the saddest part of writing exhibits. Um, People will come and be like, what? You didn't talk about this? We, we, so we we're going we will. to. We, we will. just ran out of space. <laughs> we will. Um, but yeah, we opened an exhibit um, in partnership with Cultivated Cocktails Distillery. And same model um, as we did with Pleep, where um, we put the exhibit in their space. Um, we have some fun artifacts in there that I found. So we've got a book that was originally printed in 1941 in Asheville, all with tons of cocktail recipes. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to do some programming around that. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun. We've got the exhibit there, and we're still in the early phases of figuring out um, how our tours are going to work through the spaces. And, and again, you can get a cocktail and um, try some local spirits and learn about spirits history. Learn, learn about history. You just love that. I love you? it. You just love it. <laughs> so there's, there's more exhibits to come. One of the ones I'm most excited about is a, uh, the traveling exhibit, mm-hmm. because that hopefully... It is done. You've yes. put it together and taken it apart. It yes. looks amazing. Yes. It should be getting stood up pretty soon, mm-hmm. from what I understand. I mean, the negotiations are still... It's all kind of top secret, folks. <laughs> I can't really tell you about it. But that's going to be coming up soon, and potentially seeing that travel across the state. Yes. So that exhibit um, has been in the works for over a year. Um, it turned out absolutely beautiful. Oh, it is. Cool. If you want to see kind of what it looks like, we actually have a video um, of me putting it together with the staff from Design Dimension out of Wilson. They're the exhibit design firm that helped us um, create this piece. Um, and it builds on the exhibits in Asheville. So there are sections on spirits, wine, and beer. And um, yeah, we are. We just picked it up like a week ago, um, and have it. And um, as soon as our we have a website update coming, and so as soon as that's done, uh, museums, institutions, really anyone who is interested in renting our traveling exhibit can reach out. Um, and all of the information will be on our website soon, so people will know how it works, and they can um, have the exhibit in their space. And we're hoping to travel it around the state. So you will be seeing it. Um, It will be coming all over um, the different areas. And um, we'll have a we have a secret, super secret launch event coming up, hopefully this summer. Again, first rule of top secret events is not to talk about the top secret events. Um, You have been a museum professional for a while. Yes. You're you started when you were four. Not to date you, but like you you were very young when you started. But how did you, you've always probably had a passion for history and learning and and you're a good reader. 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 (laughs) What is your educational background? Like that's like, I wouldn't say funneled you in, but like let you be very, very artistic with your passions. Right. Um, So you're not wrong. I did start very young, always enjoying learning. So I was going. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with it. I was going to museums a lot. I was that kid that would like never call in sick for school. I was like, I'll be fine. I'll make it. <laughs> Just let me go learn, mom. <laughs> but um, I uh, I went to Meredith College, did an undergrad in history and a minor in public history. 
and um, had a great mentor there and ended up, um, at that time, I was interning at the North Carolina Museum of History in the Education Department. So I originally ended up in the field of museum studies through the education side. Um, I went to graduate school and did the public history program at North Carolina State University. And then while I was there, I was working again in the education department. Um, I had gone from the internal side at the North Carolina Museum of History to the outreach side where I was like working across the state with teachers and um, senior citizen groups and writing programs. And, um, you know, around that time, I started working as the education manager at Mordecai Historic Park. So the majority of my experience has actually been um, in interpreting antebellum pre-Civil War Southeast, you know, U.S. history. Um, <clears throat> so... I've, I've been in it about 16 years now. Um, so you're 20. So I'm 20. Um, and then I, uh, I eventually ended up at Historic Stagville. So I was with the Division of State Historic Sites um, in North Carolina. And um, yeah, I've kind of gone back and forth. I was at the City of Raleigh Museum in downtown Raleigh. That was when I really got a lot of experience creating and writing exhibits. Um, and then... Yeah, left that. Now I'm back with North Carolina State Historic Sites. That's what I do for my day job. And then over lunch and after work and in my spare time on the weekends, I, for fun... <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> I've, I've seen some emails from you. I'm like, uh, girl, you need to sleep. <laughs> I um, I was like, this, this sounds fun. When I'm not writing exhibits for my day job, I'll just write more exhibits <laughs> at night about wine and beer and cider and soda. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, milk. We, milk. We were uh, we had to, uh, that actually leads me into this next part because you're only 20. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to give you an alcoholic beverage and break the law. So mm. this morning, uh, for booze clues, because it is the morning and I didn't want to start you off with a high rye whiskey, mm. uh, probably because you have to go to work after this, which I makes, do. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> and if you're going to have to talk to children all afternoon, you don't want them to smell like the weird uncle in the corner at <laughs> Thanksgiving. So. I poured you uh, the original craft beverage. I poured you two glasses of water. <laughs> yeah, so one is coming straight off the faucets from the municipality, and the other one has been filtered to help remove chlorine. Okay. And in the production process, what we do here, we want to make sure we remove the chlorine because it can actually cause some off flavors in beer and uh, mead and, and all the other things that we like to, to ferment here. So take a sip of both of them and you can tell me whether it's sample one or sample two that is going to be the filtered sample. Now, if they both smell the same, I need to check our filters, <laughs> which means it's not uh, removing the potential uh, chlorine. Okay. This is a lot of pressure. No, it's no pressure at all. You either can smell it or you can't. Okay, so one has been filtered and one has not, right? Correct. <clears throat> You're not saying glass one has been, yeah. It'll be just, it, it, so the original craft beverage, a.k.a. water, uh, I thought it would be fun to kind of throw you for a loop this morning. This one tastes different. It tastes different. Yes. But... When you say, so one of the things that we like to explore here at the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast is what different means. So I'm like, it tastes different. I'm done. Better or worse? Which one do you think is I like the one closest to me. I like this one. I believe that is the filtered one. Okay. So you nailed it. Oh, yay. Yay. Okay. Good job. Good yeah, job. the different, okay, so this one just, hold on. It even like. 
See, I don't know what that flavor so, is, so but to it's me, something. It smells like the pool at the YMCA. There's yeah. too much chlorine in it. If you smell it now, and I say that. I was going to say it, it smells like feet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to talk about your <laughs> personal grooming app. Uh, like, <laughs> like, no, it, it, there's probably, there, no, the chloride and sulfides. And uh, actually, there's a, a reaction that forms between free radical sulfur and chloride that that can actually kind of smell feet like so there may be ha- some of that happening in the class weird yeah i'm gonna so stop that, drinking that no no, no don't drink that one drink the filtered one okay good. um yeah that and i would never drink the water out here anyway uh you have recently done a beer program yes for some big kids stuff could you tell me more about that because i like learning too <laughs> oh, this one was fun. Okay, so um, I am on the board of the North Carolina Museums Council. <laughs> to me, it, is the acronym for that NERD? It's North Carolina, so NCMC, North Carolina oh, Museums Council. Oh, not NERD. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> oh, I get what you did. <laughs> You got me. Um, So, yes, I'm on the board. And we had our conference um, in Rocky Mount uh, last month. And so um, on behalf of the museum, I led a program there that um, people could sign up for, a bunch of museum nerds. And... Professionals. We don't have to call them nerds. (laughs) I'm one of them. How dare you? (laughs) So... We um, <laughs> basically what we did is um, we partnered with Koi Pond Brewing mm-hmm. and um, went to Goat Island Bottle Shop, gave us their space. It was beautiful, perfect bar. And everybody um, who signed up sat around the table and they got beers from Koi Pond. And then um, they had to, it was a collections based workshop. And so they had to um, first fill out a beer score sheet. So it was a bunch of museum people learning about how to taste beer. And And that's a tough thing. It is a tough thing. I mean, that sounds like it's not. I mean, even I struggled tasting water just now. Like, come on. It's the the thing is, though, is everyone has had their sensory experience. Everyone knows how to taste. Right. But that's coming from one side of your brain. Right. It goes back down to your tongue. And then from the other side of the brain, you have to pull that vocabulary word. Right. That's the tough part. That's the hard part. Like you said, it different. It and then different. I got you to say feet. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yes. But, but, but yes. But you've smelled, everyone's smelled nasty feet before. It's yeah. just, we're, yeah. Yeah. That being said, uh, you could, you could get the difference between the two. And that, that's something that if you've not sat and done in kind of a semi-formal, formal setting, yep. it's something that kind of just goes over yeah. a lot of people's head. Everyone can do it. Yes. And some people are going to be more sensitive to things than others. But mm-hmm. th- that would be, I would love to see those score sheets. Just so, from like the yes. me being right. super nerd. Yeah. I would, because I train that stuff here and these students have to fill these things out all the time. Yeah. So they did that first. And that part was, you know, led by Koi Pond. And then they transitioned over into filling out um, an accession sheet or basically an object form. So when you take in um, an object into your collection, you would fill out a form for it talking about, you know, who's, who, where did it come from? When was it made? Who made it? Um, what's the provenance? Like all the information about did that you can. Did you have can. to do that with gloves? Um, <laughs> sometimes, but not that I just, day. I remember being told not to touch the artifacts. <laughs> well, and so what was really fun about this workshop that just, I mean, went way above my expectations was that people really got into what is an artifact. And that was yeah. really what I wanted them to think about is, okay, you're going to accession these 
beverages. Let's say someone comes to the museum and they want to give me a bottle of beer. Sure. You know, do I leave the beer in it? And like, is the the beer's probably going to change over time if it just oh, sits on a shelf? 100%. So like, what is the artifact? Is it the bottle? Is it the experience that is it someone the art had? On, art on the label. Is I mean, the art, yeah. yeah. So I mean, when you start thinking about, I mean, I joke when I say like consuming the artifact, but if you're using, is it the recipe? Like if you're using a historic recipe, and so you know, I, the goal was not to answer these questions in the workshop, sure. but just to get people thinking about artifacts in a new way, um, and and just thinking about how you might begin to accession beverages. Um, and so it was a really fun conversation and there was a lot of back and forth and, and again, you know, things that I hadn't even thought about. Um, so we had a great time and it's something that I would love to replicate, um, it again across the state and let other people try and think about it because you're, I love it too. Cause it's combining multiple things. You're getting the science side, you're getting the history side, you're getting to try things. It's just, that's, what I like. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I really, I, I love the idea of like, because now my brain's going 100 mile an hour. What is an artifact? <laughs> yeah. Because now I'm not going to be able to shut that off the rest of the day. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to be looking around everywhere. Oh, man, that could, oh, all right, great. Thanks for that. Well, and it goes back more. I encourage, you know, our beverage producers a lot of times think like, oh, well, I don't have anything that museum would want. And Everybody I'm like, no, does. but you do. Yeah. And you don't realize what you have. Like, even I want, you know, what shoes were you wearing when you made, like, when you were in the program at AB Tech and now you're famous and you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like all the cocktail napkin sketches. Ooh. Right? <gasps> of like people trying to draw out their brewery or like, or writing a recipe down or having a thought that they were going to, or like even a sketch of a yes. label that they yes. would give to a graphic designer. Yes. That's all great stuff. That's yes. like the, a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, so people could see like in your mind thought how you developed designed and then mm -hmm. put that into place yep oh man i'm excited see i'm just thinking about uh, it <laughs> so as excited as you are uh -huh. how do people get a hold of the north carolina craft beverage museum so we do have a website that's the best way and there's a contact form on that um so it's ncbevmuseum.com and you'll see there's an email on there as well that's info at ncbevmuseum.com so you can email there um and our i will say our website that's another big thing for us is under construction right now i mean you can still go there and contact us but it's going to have a complete overhaul um in the next like few weeks it's going to look really really different and when we launch the new website. And I think probably by the time that this podcast comes out, the website will be live. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to kind of coincide with the new launch of the website. So everyone really should go there and check it out because there's always yeah. something to learn. It will talk about some of the educational events that mm -hmm. will be coming up for the North Carolina Craft Beverage Museum as well as uh, just nerdy things in general. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> they make the world go round. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And without you, there would be no North Carolina Craft Beverage Museum. So the ultimate nerd herself, Kim, thanks for stopping by today. Of course. Thanks for having me back. Nice work on the water, too. I thought I threw you, threw you through for a little bit of a loop after. Anyway, <laughs> um, thank you uh, for stopping by, Kim. And we'll, we'll talk soon because you guys are always going to have uh, museum updates. And I think it's really cool what you're doing, uh, telling the history of North Carolina through the lens of craft beverage. And for me, um, I try to 
drink all of those beverages uh, for the kids here, and now uh, in another role for the for the museum as well. <laughs> um, it's what I do for the children. <laughs> the more you drink, the less there is for the kids to drink. <laughs> I'm keeping it out of the children's hands. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Listen, laugh, and learn with Consuming the Craft podcast. Uh, this is Puff. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.